That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Welcome back. 10 News Conference continues with Dr. Michael Wagner. He's the new president and CEO of Care New England, Kent, and Women and Infants, and one more, correct? Butler. Butler. All right. And uh, you're coming in to Rhode Island from Massachusetts. Now, you had a beautiful life in Massachusetts and Tufts. <laughs> what, what persuaded you to come down and take over Care New wow. England, which, as we know, is financially troubled? Yes. So let me talk about why I came down. So the three organizations you mentioned, plus many other parts of Care New England, in my mind, are really the foundation of healthcare delivery for the state of Rhode Island. Mm -hmm. Primary care, behavioral health, women and infant care, care in the home, geriatrics. We have everything from a healthcare delivery perspective that touches patients and people live in the state of Rhode Island. That's exciting position to be in. Yes, and all, all health organizations are in a financially mm -hmm. challenged position. 2022 was an incredibly difficult year for all hospitals right. and healthcare systems across the U.S. I think Care New England actually weathered the storm incredibly well. All right, well, we know, listen, you've got to do something. Because mm. uh, I'm reading a headline here from Go Local. Care New England down to 45 days cash on hand, according to financials. Is that true? So we've been at 45 for many years. In fact, our cash position is better than it was pre-pandemic. Now, 45 days is not an, a great place to be. And as a leader who's worked with organizations that, is, that are financially distressed, uh, we're putting together a financial turnaround plan. So I'm very comfortable that we'll be able to turn those numbers around and we're already working to make those things happen. Now, is that dependent on a new partner? No. No, you think you can do this yeah. on your own? Oh, absolutely. When I look at the numbers that, that we have in terms of Kent's performance, women and infants, mm -hmm. Butler, and you look at those numbers and having experience in turning healthcare organizations around, I look at it and go, there's a lot of potential here. And through focused, disciplined work, at the leadership level and working with our teams across the board, we can turn things around. Well, that's a completely different story than they've been telling at Kent. We all went through the, the failed merger yeah. with Lifespan. Yeah. Did you read the Attorney General's report on that, by the way? Have you been briefed on that? Yeah. On what happened here? So you, yeah. you're familiar with yeah. the history. Yes. Yeah. yeah. How it yeah. was just a bad deal to start and yeah. he couldn't believe it and all, and well, it yeah. fell apart. And then they, you were looking for another partner. Mm -hmm. So right now that's all off the table? All off the table. Board made a decision in the spring about a year ago after the uh, merger wasn't going to go through with Lifespan to remain uh, as an independent organization. And there are many organizations that are this size that do quite well. All right. Well, you, so you've been here for three months, which is not a lot. But you came in from Tufts. Yes. And you're a general practitioner, by the way, mm -hmm. which is, you're, that's a real bread and butter <laughs> a real physician. Doctor. We need more <laughs> like you. That's a real doctor. True, true. <laughs> uh, you, you've gotten the lay of the land. Mm -hmm. uh, and what's got to be fixed right away? Uh, I think one is, uh, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, I have five things that I focus on with the team, and they love me because I'm relentlessly focused. Uh, things we focus on, quality, patient safety, health equity, patient experience. That's job number one. That's the work we do every day. Our clinicians, our frontline nurses and doctors, quality. Second is operational performance. And that's really focused work on if we say we're going to do something, we do mm -hmm. it. Growth, growing the organization. We are building a labor and delivery unit, and so there's a lot of energy going on right now in terms of philanthropy and a capital campaign to rebuild the labor and delivery unit at women and infants. And lastly is image. 
which is the image that you've actually talked about, that Care New England had to merge, Care mm -hmm. New England had to find a partner. I'm in the process now of working with the board and with community stakeholders. The image of Care New England is as a vibrant, standalone organization that provides vital services in Rhode Island. All right, well, let's talk about that. Let's dig in. I was on the board of incorporators for mm -hmm. Kent years ago, so yeah. I, have a I have a little bit of knowledge. Yeah. And I know that there's always been a stigma attached to Kent mm -hmm. compared to Rhode Island Hospital. And by the way, Rhode Island Hospital has a stigma compared mm -hmm. to some of the Boston hospitals. Right. We're not yeah. breaking news here. Yeah. Some people, they get very ill, they run up to Boston, mm -hmm. or they run down to New York. You know this? I do, I do. In fact, being in Boston, we would see patients from Rhode Island. You're the guy. Yeah. <laughs> Us and a couple of other well-known organizations up there. First, I'll say is that Rhode Island has incredible healthcare resources. When you look at, and I'll take women and infants, there's not another hospital like women and infants in New England. The level of care and sophistication of care of women and newborns that women and infants provides isn't, it, you have to go very far to get that level of sophistication. You can't get in Boston. And, and New York would probably be the closest, if not farther away. Yes, there are patients that will be going up to Boston or New York or New Haven, and there will always be a very small number of patients at the, what we call the quaternary level of care, heart transplantation. We're not going to build heart okay, transplantation, yet, right? Yep, Those are yep, going to go to Boston sure. or, or New Haven. Um, but there is, I think, a recognition with the new leadership at Lifespan, John Fernandez, who I know quite well, we have a great working relationship, the dean at the medical school, there's a great opportunity for us to tell a great story about healthcare in Rhode Island and keeping Rhode Islanders in the state because they want to stay here. Because all healthcare, just like politics, yeah. is local. Now, you know, Rhode Islanders are set in their ways. It's very difficult to turn New Englander around. You really think that you can tell this story and persuade someone who's let's say, suffering from severe cancer or other severe illnesses, stay, stay with me at Kent. You're going to get yeah. just the same amount same so, quality of care as Boston so, and New York? So let's, let's talk about that. I think there is opportunity for us at Kent and in collaboration with Rhode Island Hospital as a tertiary partner to mm -hmm. us to tell a compelling story as to how we can make sure that their care will be the highest quality, sophisticated, and integrated back and forth with, with each other. Community hospitals and academic hospitals for, for many years have developed collaborative relationships around the care of complex patients. The new environment, uh, especially with John and I in this marketplace, mm -hmm. we're looking for ways to collaborate and tell that positive story. All right, well, I had two children, at women and infants, never heard a complaint. Uh, yeah. In fact, uh, I, you're right, I think it's, it's well regarded, yeah. hi highly regarded. Yeah. Uh, but if I knew someone who was about to deliver and they had a choice between Kent and women and infants, I might say, no, go up to women and infants. That's the gold standard in Rhode Island. Yeah. Why, why would you change that and say, go to Kent? We're going to be just as good at one point? So actually, there are, uh, there are women who actually want to be closer. to. They don't want to be in as large of an organization. Mm -hmm. They want maybe a little bit more of a personal touch. And there are many people who have a deep loyalty to Kent as well. I think it is, a, it is a question that we're having in terms of what services are located where. And when you have an organization like Women and Infants that mm. is so well, well regarded and has so great, such great services, thinking about how we can create a differentiated birthing experience for a mom at Kent 
is an active point of our conversations. Now, practically, when you say they'd like to be closer, are you talking, well, if you're giving birth, you want to be as close to the hospital as, is, is that what you're talking yeah. about? Yeah. Something yeah. as simple as that. Yes, as simple as that. So if I live in the South County, I want, I want to drive there and not up to Rhode Island Hospital. Correct. Just a back to practicality. Yeah. Yes. All right. So yes. you're saying we need that. Yeah. You need that. Yeah. All right. When we come back, let's talk more about uh, healthcare in general and general okay. and uh, general practitioners. <laughs> your, your line of work and your specialty. We Great. need more of you. 10 News Conference continues. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back. Dr. Michael Wagner, the new president and CEO of Care New England, is with me. Let's, you're a general practitioner. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, the general practitioners I know in Rhode Island complain that they're not getting reimbursed as well as <laughs> they do in Massachusetts. What do you know about that? And yeah. do you think that ought to change? Yeah. Short answer, yes. Um, a couple of points in what you're saying. One is that primary care doctors, family medicine, internal medicine, pediatricians, there's a, uh, a lot of concern regarding the stability of primary care in the state of Rhode Island. Not just a Rhode Island issue, but I think Rhode Island, uh, there's a lot of attention. It came up at the uh, cost hearings last week um, at the state level. Um, the other is the, the concept of the marketplace. We tend to think of Rhode Island and Providence as its own marketplace. But in reality, we sit in a marketplace that includes Boston and Connecticut. There are individuals who can make choices, doctors can make choices to live in Rhode Island but actually work in Massachusetts mm -hmm. or, or Connecticut. An active point of conversation is how do we create reimbursement for doctors that will not only live here but also work here because they get paid a fair wage for the work that they do. Reimbursement, and the other thing around the state is that about a third of the, of the uh, residents of the state have Medicaid, mm -hmm. which pays relatively lower than the other payers, Medicare, and commercial. We have to figure out how we develop a reimbursement mechanism that is, creates a more competitive salary for our doctors. We've started to look at alternative payment mechanisms in collaboration with Blue Cross Blue Shield of how we could be paying primary care differently. And we, we just started this program. We think it's a great opportunity for us to actually experiment with alternative payment mechanisms. Do you have a shortage of certain doctors now that you're noting? We hear there's not enough general practitioners. Oh, definitely primary care is a huge yeah. area of access. Uh, and then some, sometimes cardiology and certain surgical specialties mm -hmm. are still very difficult to recruit to Rhode Island. Well, the specialties pay better. They do, but comparatively, or, or compared to Boston yeah. or New Haven, 
uh, Rhode Island, we're at a disadvantage in terms of being able to pay uh, the kind of wages that what doctors would get paid in those markets. All right. So you want to be a world-class facility. In fact, you'd probably tell me you are a world-class facility For right now. Women you're, and butlers, yes. You've got, you're the cheerleader, yeah. so you have to <laughs> insist upon that. Uh, some of your buildings are old. Yes. Some of your buildings need renovation. I've yeah. been through them. I've, yeah. I've taken the tours. You have a couple that are new. You have yeah. some new facilities, yeah. too. Address that for me. Yeah. So first is just to reiterate that women and infants actually has renovated mm -hmm. most of their units. The one unit that's remaining to be renovated is the 36-year-old uh, unit, labor and delivery unit. And so that's a major capital campaign, a major area of focus for all of us. But uh, Kent Hospital, for example, and Butler are relatively older as well. Our average age of plant is somewhere between 15 to 18 years, which is about six to seven years older than the average nationally. Mm -hmm. A lot of that has to do with the long-term lack of making any margin to allow us to then reinvest. Think about it, you know, if I'm not, I'm not putting money in the savings account, yeah. I can't make the renovations on the kitchen. And that's the position that many hospitals across the country, but particularly in Rhode Island, the margins have been razor thin, if not negative, for most years. All right, you lead me to a reaction, well, it's a business. It's yes. a nonprofit. Correct. But uh, certain, certain illnesses make more money for you. Certain, certain methods of treatment. Yeah. Is that, that's correct. It sounds absolutely. cold to talk about it like oh, that. Absolutely. But this is your business. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, one of the valuable lessons I got when I was a young physician and becoming a physician executive was the board chair of St. Mary's Hospital in Rochester, New York, who was, one, who was a part of the Daughters of Charity National Health System. She was a nun. And she gave a talk to my residents. She said, let me make this clear. We are a mission-driven organization, but if we don't make a margin, we can't fulfill our mission. No margin, no mission. And I've taken that lesson with me through every not-for-profit organization that I've worked for to say we first have to make sure that we are making a margin so that we can reinvest back into our mission, mm -hmm. caring for the poor, our educational mission, our research mission. That's what we have to generate a margin. And you're absolutely right. Certain procedures, certain diagnoses actually get reimbursed better than mm -hmm. others. Primary care, relatively uh, low. Yep. Surgical procedures and cardiology procedures, relatively high. The mix of all of that has to then ultimately end up with a margin for the organization so we can invest back into things like the labor but and delivery unit. You need to perform a certain amount of lucrative procedures to keep the place going. Correct. In very simple terms. Very simple terms. So you can carry the bread and butter illnesses that walk through the emergency Correct. room door. All right. Correct. And uh, you have to keep the nurses happy. Absolutely. And uh, they're often in the news not happy. Yeah. For a variety of reasons. Yes. Overworked, underpaid. You've heard the story. Absolutely. Well, I've only not only heard the story, but I've heard from nurses front line. First, I'm going to say nurses are the backbone of the healthcare delivery system, and we don't recognize that or talk about that enough. In the inpatient unit, who is always by the bedside? It's the nurse. Who is the person providing comfort and technical expertise? It's the nurse at the bedside. So nursing on the inpatient side is absolutely the backbone of any acute care hospital, Butler, Women and Infants, Kent Hospital, Rhode Island. Nurses mm -hmm. are the backbone of our healthcare delivery system. Increasingly, even in the ambulatory environment, which we tend to think of doctors in an office, who is doing all of the work to make sure that care is connected between the ED, the doctor's office, and the specialist. Increasingly, it's nurse navigators. It are nurses that specialize in helping the transitions of care. 
I can't emphasize enough mm -hmm. how important our nursing profession is in the healthcare delivery system. It also has been probably the most devastatingly hit by the pandemic with a large number of nurses deciding to leave the acute care setting, which has led to staffing, has created a lot more stress and a lot more pressure on us as leaders to create the right environment from a compensation, from a staffing, mm -hmm. support, all of that to create the right environment for our nurses. I just want to go back to how we began this interview. You are convinced that you can go it alone. Well, how is it that you're so convinced, and yet not that long ago, <laughs> it, it, they were convinced just the opposite. Yeah. We had a merge with Lifespan. We, yeah. And then we had a merge with the next guy. And we, yeah. and we had failed merges. How, uh, yeah. Are you bringing us something new from Boston? What, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing magical or new. The, so stepping back, mer what do mergers accomplish? So let's start with that. Yeah. I'll make this simple. Mergers do create stability. There's no question that if you have a relatively small organization, three, four hundred million dollars, mm -hmm. we're one point one billion, three, four hundred million dollars. If they join a larger system and come or come together with a couple of other like minded organizations and they start to work together, there's stability in that organization. So there is long term stability that's created by system development. We saw that at Tufts and Care New England by those the three organizations that we've talked about have become more stable. Mm -hmm. Becoming larger does create some more stability. So three years, five years from now, I can't read the crystal ball, but it might be in the best interest of Care New England to pursue some kind of coming together with another okay. organization. All right, but you think you can, you can at least the next Correct. few years, you can weather yes. the storm on your own. Yes. And put off any merger talk for another day. All right. You also insist that you can be a world-class community as good as bo any Boston hospital, yet you've told me your nursing and delivery, uh, your labor unit at women and infants, which is the best you have, is 36, year old, 36 years old yeah. and needs a replacement. And your buildings at Kent are old and need to be replaced. Yeah. So this is not going to happen overnight. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Long-term care. This is, this is long-term care. This is a long game. This is, this is, and this is something I love to do, which is you set out a plan. We have a roadmap over five years. Mm -hmm. And this is disciplined, hard work by uh, an entire team of executives that are dedicated to Care New England's mission. So yeah, it's a long game. This is something you do yeah. tomorrow. I right, have just one minute left. Do you like living in Rhode Island? I love it. You like I it? I love it. And uh, do you go around the hospital and see the patients? Do you have a drop in? So I do make rounds. I'm mostly working with people. I'm not going directly to the right. bedside, mostly meeting with the people from our pro mail shop that does yep. 4 million things of uh, mail to Butler and all of our other organizations. Well, thanks for coming in. Good luck to you. Thank and, you. And uh, I hope the vision that you outlined comes true. It'd be good Thank for Rhode you. Island. Thanks very much. That's Dr. Wagner. And that's 10 News Conference, the number one and longest running political show in Southern New England. A reminder, watch all of our interviews on TurnTo10.com. You can also listen on the radio, WPRO, 6 o'clock in the morning. For now, I'm Gene Valicente. I'll talk to you on the radio weekday mornings on WPRO. And I'm right back here on NBC 10 News at 6. Have a great rest of your weekend.